Yeah, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast. My name is Trevor Mueller, and of course, with me is Jake Grant. And it's just me and Jake riding original, riding together. Uh, looking forward to talking Pac-12 preview. But before we get to anything, there's a couple of big news losses out of the University of Washington. Uh, first up, Jennifer Cohen is leading, leaving her spot after 25 plus years at the University of Washington um, since 2016. She's been the athletic director. She is now the athletic director at USC. Uh, Jake, what's your initial thoughts on Cohen moving on? Completely shocked. Yeah. Um, did not expect this at all. Yeah. I, when I heard it, it was, it was hard to believe, you know, there's some conflicting thoughts um, from various people about Jen Cohen about yes. how she ran the program namely uh, Leah. yeah i know that i know that there's people in this in 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 our circle that have different opinions than i do i've always liked jen cohen um so losing her is is tough to swallow you know she's a washington girl and and um she's been a fan of the program for a long time and been around the program for even longer and um you know, it's one of those things that I'm tired of losing people that I that I care about to USC. So, yeah, you know, we lose people to them and then we just follow them to the Big Ten. And I don't want to play little brother to them anymore. So I'm over it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that's one of those things where. You know, whether or not you believe that she brought Chris Peterson here or Chris Peterson hired himself is kind of, it doesn't really matter. She was in charge when it was there. She has some real positives that are on her resume from her time as the athletic director at Washington, but there's also some big fat negatives on there as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people are really kind of split on, on her tenure. Um, her getting us to the big 10, I think is a big deal. Uh, her kind of being in leadership in that position is a big deal. Some of the things that she said in criticism of fans at the st at the stadium have been uh, either taken out of context context or just in really bad just just a really bad faith argument on her part. Um, Mike Hopkins was a disaster, mm -hmm. um, but Kalen DeBoer was a huge success. So, you know, <laughs> when when you're crown jewel in your crown is you know the big revenue generating sport you're gonna you're gonna come out spilling like roses more often than not um i don't know anything about who should take over uh i don't want chris peterson um i think he was a great coach uh i think that how he handled fan interaction and engagement was from the stone age uh, and what that athletic director needs to do is to be able to bring a lot of excitement to all programs, including the football program, which I think under Kalen DeBoer has been way better. Um, I think he's a great mentor, uh, but I still don't think he's the one that I want leading uh, the athletic program. Thoughts? Yeah. I 100% agree with you. I hold Chris Peterson in the highest regard as as a football coach. Uh, when we hired him as a football coach, I fell in love immediately. I was so happy. Yes. 
Um, that doesn't mean that he's great. He's a great fit to be an athletic director. He's, you kind of alluded to it. I don't know how his fan interaction would be. I know that he likes people and players to act a certain way. Yeah. And when they don't, I, he is very, you can see it on his face that he doesn't like it. So <clears throat> I think, I think you need to have as an athletic director, you need to have somebody that's upbeat that is, will travel with teams, no matter what team it is, whether it's, it's your high end uh, football or basketball, or it's, it's your, one of your lower tier things, you know, baseball needs some recognition too. They've, they've been pretty successful softball, um, all of those, all of the sports. Um, so, and you need to have a, a good, regarding you need to have a good understanding of what those sports bring to your program and um i'd like to see somebody a little bit more well-rounded than chris peterson did to join the program yeah his leadership and the way that he creates like trains leaders i think is really really important and i think that you know his role at the university has been really important but um you know i think about who maybe like how he's grown a little bit now being a member of the media and watching himself or, you know, there was the Dan Lanning thing that's been going around where he wouldn't even tell the reporters like what he is. <laughs> he said the defense looked better in scrimmage too, but and then he wouldn't even say a single word about it. Like what is one thing they did better? Um, giving those kind of like Chip Kelly kind of, spurning the people that bring eyeballs to your program and cover your program for a living. Like we do it for, we do it because we're fans. Right. But a lot of those guys get paid to do it. And <laughs> I just don't get not wanting to engage with the people who are going to bring attention to your program. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it could be um, overstimulation from the same people, right. Asking the same sure. questions. And, and I could see how somebody would get tired of hearing the same repetitive questions from the same people over and over and over. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sticking up for that and those actions, but um, you know, like you said, you have to, uh, Kalen DeBoer has to answer the same questions all the time and he still seems interested all the time, no matter what questions you ask him. And that's a, that's a trait that you're really looking forward in somebody that's going to take over that, that position, somebody that's going to have the understanding of these interviews are going to be, they're going to ask questions, repetitive questions. And I have to bring the energy all the time. Yeah. And I think that from talking to people, you know, I've, I've interacted with Kalen DeBoer on a very a small basis, but some of the guys that cover him and are there at every practice talk about how genuine he is. And he like takes an interest in him and knows all of their names. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the ways you do it is like, it's, it's an agreement. Like, yeah, you're going to ask me the questions that the casual fan wants to know, even though I've already answered them. And like, <laughs> you can tell when they're frustrated, even if they're being you know, like positive, they'll say like, oh, well, like I said already, and then they'll answer the question again. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it is what it is. I hope they make the right choice. Uh, you know, Andy Fee sitting there. I know that that person, you know, he's he was the AD at Long Beach State before, and now he's, you know, he's in the program, but they're going to do a national search, which I'm very, very happy to hear. So we'll mm -hmm. see what happens. The other big bad news is Cam Davis running back is out for the season. 
what, what are you yeah um that one hurt that that, that one hurt really bad yeah. uh, as far as he he's the guy that has the most reps from last year um not just with the scheme of the offense but also uh blocking schemes for michael mm-hmm. Penix. you know he's the running back that was able to do pass protection him and talapapa probably the best out of every running back that we have on this on this roster um so that's going to change a lot of things for this offense not just the running scheme who's going to be running the ball what type of running we're going to be able to do, but also in pass protection, it's going to be a big, you know, big hit as well because we're, we have a whole new offensive line. It's, you know, we have a lot of the same players that have played before, but it's, you know, new players and new positions and, and these guys haven't been able to play games together yet. So to lose their running back that, that pass, pass blocks the best is, in, it, it, it's an incredible hit to this offense. Yeah, it makes me really nervous. Um, there's guys, you know, watching um, Richard Newton in practice. He was really good in pass protection. The practice that I was at, uh, Daniel Nada, like maybe that's why you bring a guy like that in who is just pure depth, but is a former four-star guy that kind of looks the part of somebody who can take some take some punishment. So. There, the the good news is, is they got some players there. Obviously, Dylan Johnson probably slots in as your number one now, but um, they got some guys back there with some serious talent. But I mean, Cam Davis from for a long time now, I got in trouble with the previous editor because I called him an NFL style running back, even though he hadn't done much yet. He just looks like an NFL running back, so mm-hmm. it's hard. It's that that's that's a tough loss, but. Here we go. We're going to talk about the rest of the Pac-12. We previewed Washington last week. I literally lost sleep over my decision to go 12-0, and 0 and I regret <laughs> it, um, especially after starting to do my homework on all of this. I feel really uncomfortable with it, but <laughs> you gotta die stand on by that your mountain. man, right? Yeah, stand by your word. Die, you got to die on that mountain. I'm now. dying oh, on it with, with the sword in my hand, so here we go. Um we're going to start from it's going to jump around a little bit because Jake and I don't see eye to eye on some of these teams, but uh, we're going to do our best to try to keep it as organized as possible. Jake, who's your 12th team? Uh, I think this is where we start and end with <laughs> us having the same, <laughs> same team at the same yep. position. Uh, I have Stanford at 12. Yes. They're not good. Um, the only, the only talent that they, that they have is that young quarterback, Ari Patu. Uh, he's young, he's talented, but he is still young. Yeah. Um, and he's surrounded by a not good football team. Yeah. So I think they're going to ask too much of him. I think he's going to make a lot of mistakes as a young kid. And um, you're going to see Stanford be really bad. Their overall record for me is two and 10 and oh, and nine in conference. Yep. And we have the exact same uh, assessment on, oh. on this team. I also have them going two and 10, oh, and nine in conference, only beating Hawaii and Sacramento state, losing every mm-hmm. other game. Um, my worry for Ari Patu is uh, how, what is his health going to be? Cause they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, the offensive line is not a Stanford level offensive line. And, you know, they got to go through the pac 12 schedule they do get Colorado, which could be a win, but I don't think it's going to be. Um, 
but they have to play Notre Dame. Like that's yeah. just another like top 15 program. They just have to play every year. So uh, it's going to be a long year on the farm. And you think that they have a hard time with attendance when they're good, uh, <laughs> buckle up for that game on uh, the 28th of October when Washington heads there and it's going to be nobody there. Yeah, and honestly, I think Stanford's probably their games against upper tier Pac-12 teams are going to be closer than they are going to be like the Colorados of the Pac-12 because Colorado's got to get those wins when they can, right? Yeah. So they got to yes. get up for those Stanford games where UW is just like a trap game. Yeah, man, you're looking past them to the next team, and that's and, a really uh, good point. And so I think they're gonna they're gonna play the upper tier teams a lot better than. Than, than the bottom tier. That's like the target on your bat. You know, when you're the best team, you got the target on your back because everybody's going to give you your best shot. Yeah. And then, like, those really bad teams, they also have a target on their back because it's like, okay, we, you know, we, we can gotta, beat this we're team. Gonna this we're going to get a – we're going to scratch out a couple wins. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a bad spot to be when you're a bad team. Yeah, it is. All right. So, we agreed on this. Let's start disagreeing. So, Jake, who do you have as your 11th? I have Arizona as my 11th. Still uh, I have on. I have a string of four and eight teams here. Um, the Arizona, Jimmy Lakes? Yeah, just a bunch of Jimmys running around here. <laughs> <laughs> They're four and eight overall record, three and six conference record. I, uh, I think Zona is getting better, but I still think that they have a tough schedule. Um, they play Mississippi State out of conference. I think they're going to probably see what the SEC is like um and, and they're gonna be begging to be in the big 12 next year as <laughs> soon as they lose that game so yeah so you have them at three and six in conference mm-hmm. four and, and eight course, overall four and eight yeah. um yeah i i just i look at their three i i agree they're gonna lose to mississippi state but they're gonna beat utep in northern arizona um and then i have them going four and five in conference they're going to beat stanford ucla that's my upset colorado and arizona state wow so bowl eligible i have them at nine where you have them at 11 yeah uh, and, but we're only two games off i have them at six and six you have them at four and eight so yeah <laughs> this is this is round two of recording this and i was a really shocked when you first said it and then you kind of cooled me down a little bit so um we're gonna finish five and seven uh, yeah just split the difference (laughs) um my 11th seed is arizona state i have them also at 10 and 2 i have them uh one and eight in conference and their only win is going to come at cal and that's going to be one of those one of those teams has to win the game uh jane rashad is pretty uh pretty talented he won the the quarterback job cal's defense is okay but (laughs) Cal has a really electric quarterback with with his athleticism. Hasn't played major college football before. Jade Knott's really good. Um, but I think that Arizona State figures out how to win that game because uh, I think Cal's offense, even still, will be pretty dreadful. Yeah, I actually have Arizona State at 10. Um I have them all the, uh, this continuing the run of uh, four and eight teams, uh, but I have them two and seven in conference. I have them losing to, or sorry, let's talk about their wins. That's a shorter list. 
Southern Utah, Fresno State, without Jay Kanner, of course. I mean, yeah. they're not going to be nearly as good. Um, Colorado, I have them beating. Again, that's that target winnable game, right? Yeah. And then I have them beating Zona. Okay. Wow, that's uh, that'll <laughs> that's a pretty big rivalry game as well. That's going to really piss off Arizona fans. Um. Yeah, I phew, man, I, I think that Colorado game is going to be close. I put Fresno State as a win. Um, you're right; they're not going to have their quarterback. Maybe, maybe they take a step back, but you know, Fresno State always seems to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, we'll see on that. So you have them at. So right now you have twelve Stanford, eleven Arizona, ten Arizona State. My tenth team is Cal and I have them again at two and 10 and one and not one and eight overall in the conference with only a win against Stanford. So uh, I kind of already talked about them a little bit with the Arizona state stuff. They're going to beat North Texas and Idaho. Uh, So I guess I'm at, I have them at three and nine. They're going to beat North Texas, Idaho and Stanford. So still really bad. Um, you have bottom dwellers that kind of beat up on each other that four and eight. I got a lot of, I got two and tens and three and nines, just some really bad teams. Their defense will be pretty good, but again, Cal's big issue for the last few years has been offense. And I don't see that changing. Yeah. Um, I agree. With that. Uh, I actually have Cal better. I'll save that for later. Um, okay. At 10 for me, I have Colorado. Uh, I, and I, I do believe that this is my last four and eight team. I have three teams that are four and eight. Um, I have them winning against Colorado state, Nebraska. Um, Arizona and Oregon state. And that's my big upset for the year. I, pick them to beat Oregon state because to be fully honest, I needed them to beat Oregon state for Washington to make the PAC 12 championship. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So that's why I'm calling that shot. Love that. Um, I have Colorado at nine. So mine Stanford ASU Cal and Colorado and Colorado at three and nine. I have Colorado beating Colorado state. Yeah. Sorry, I meant Colorado at nine also. Oh, okay. Uh, I have them beating Colorado State, Arizona State, and Stanford. Okay. And losing everything else because Stanford's not going to win a game. You, so you, you have them at four and eight. I have them at three and nine. You don't have Colorado getting any better this year. Um, you, you have them being bad. I have them being bad, but last year, if it wasn't for Cal just being absolutely terrible, they owned 12. Yeah, it's true. So, I'm okay with that. Uh, eight. Who's your eighth best team? Washington State. Okay. I have them at five and seven. I I kind of mentioned this earlier in the last podcast is that they were five and six going into the Apple Cup, and we take them out and take them out of bowl right. eligibility. Um, I'm gonna stand by that. I love that pick. Uh, I have them losing to Wisconsin, Oregon. I mean, they got a pretty tough schedule. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin. Oregon State, UCLA, Arizona, Oregon, Cal, and UW. Okay. So five and seven total, three and six in conference. So I have them seventh. 
um, at seven and five, um, losing to Wisconsin, beating Colorado State and Northern Colorado, and then losing to Oregon State, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. So bowl eligible for Jake Dickert. Um, I still like Cam Ward, man. Like, I know that he struggled last year to do anything outside of Dinkin and Duncan, but he's just so athletic. Like, I I, I think he's better than Jaden Delora. And that's why I have Arizona at eight at six and six, Washington State at seven at seven and five. Yeah, I, I like Cam Ward, too. Um, I just don't think that they have a, the talent on that roster to be all that special and B, I just, I think I, I, I don't trust their defense at all. Yeah. I, I think that they can score a little bit. I don't think that they can score enough to over to compensate for that, that, that bad defense. Um, so I, I just don't have faith in them being any better this year. Um, at seven, have Cal at six and six. Wow. Um, Justin, Justin Wilcox is just a perennial, uh, barely making a bowl game eligible coach. Um, it seems like whenever he starts to get an offense, his defense takes to dip. You know, forever it was he only had defense. Um, and now, you know, he's starting to get some players on offense and his defense is kind of taking a dip. I mean, it's still really good. I still really like his defense, but um, he's he's struggling to find that that right formation of of a really good defense and a really good offense. It, it just a good enough offense. Um, I have them three and six in conference. I have them really struggling in conference. They have a pretty tough schedule too. I mean they 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 lose to UW, Oregon State, Utah, USC, Oregon, and UCLA. You have them beating Auburn. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. It, it, I honestly, as an anti-SEC was, guy, I am here for it. But my, my decision-making process was that Auburn's in Cal. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, SEC teams don't really come west of the Mississippi. So I'll give you that. Um, I disagree with you. I, I, that's the one we disagree on most. I mean, I have Cal two and 10 pretty comfortably. So oh no, I have them three and nine. So we're off by we're off by three, three games. games. Yeah. When you're bad, three games it's really hard to find. Sure. Um, okay, so I'm uh that you're up to twelve Stanford, eleven Arizona, ten Arizona State, nine Colorado, eight WSU, seven Cal. Who's your sixth best team? Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> What? what how come every time i say something you start laughing dude we're just i just love how different our conference so hear me is. out hear me out okay you thought i was bottom loaded with four and eight teams wait till you hear my run of nine and three teams uh, I okay have, i have an absolute cluster at the top of the pac-12 i think when you look at the the range of six to three, all all of those teams are, in my opinion, very evenly ranked. Um, yes, it, I it agree could, with you on that. It, it could go where Oregon goes from six to third, 
or anywhere in between, right? Like with a win and like switching a win with a loss. Yeah, totally agree. Right. So that's why out of of pure pettiness, I put them at sixth. I Um, love that so much. It kind of, um, it's kind of based on the conference win and loss uh, tiebreakers. I have them losing. I have them being nine and three with six and three in conference and losing to UW, USC and Oregon State. Nine. Okay, so they beat Texas Tech on the road, which I agree with you. I have, um, I have Oregon a spot up from you. Um, going to my so story, so, so let me get this right, Trev. You laughed at my putting them yeah. in sixth, yep. but then you only yes. have them going. Now listen, listen. Spot, when you man. said six, I thought you were gonna say they were gonna be like seven and five, six and six. <laughs> Because okay. the reality is, dude, we have them with the exact same record. I have them at nine and three as well. They have a great running game. Great so maybe chill out on laughing at me. Yeah. The, the, you know, one of the best stories of the year that isn't getting talked about is um, Chris Hudson literally almost dying on the field when he realized that he needed to pretend to be injured against Washington uh, and being able to play next week. Like that, that is miracle level and 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 i i hope people never forget what he did that was one of the worst things i've seen uh o-line lost a lot defense we saw what washington was able to do to him they lost their five-star linebackers one went later in the draft than he probably should have if he would have gone to a place that could develop him um (laughs) and justin flo uh and then I have them losing a little bit different games. Uh, the I have them losing to Washington and Oregon State, but I have them beating USC but losing to Utah. Uh, okay, I could I could buy that. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with them. They didn't have a good pass rush last year, so I think the teams that are going to be able to throw on them uh, and be able to control them a little bit in the run game will will do well. That's why I think USC loses to them just because I think Oregon will be able to manage the clock against them with their running game. Um, I understand that point, but I also think that USC can combat that with the same arsenal. And yeah, I, I think, just think Oregon's I better at it. I think Oregon has a better offensive line. I think they have better Oregon's defense is, is an inept to I I don't think that they can stop the same game that USC is going to play against Oregon. Yeah, I think it like it's going to be such a role reversal for what we thought of Oregon for so long, like a decade ago, where it's like, can you slow them down? Can you slow them down? Can you slow them down? In this game, Oregon is going to need to do that. And yeah. I think that they they pull a rabbit out of the hat. Part of it is they play USC after uh after they have to play, oh, they play USC plays us and then Oregon comes next. Yeah. So where is it? That's tough. It's um, in the road. It's Rose at Watson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could buy that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to change my answer, but I can well, buy it. I would, I would respect you less if you did. So <laughs> let's, let's keep, let's keep that respect high. Um, My fifth, my sixth place team is UCLA. I have them at eight and four. <laughs> Shut up. That's how it feels, huh? All right. Noted. It doesn't feel good. 
<laughs> I have them at five and four in conference, uh, beating Wazoo, Stanford, Colorado, Arizona State, and Cal. Where do you have yeah. UCLA? I have UCLA at five. They're my next team. Yeah, I figured. Um, I have them in that run of nine and three teams. The only reason I don't think UCLA is that good. Um, there, there was a lot of turnover on that team. They lost Charbonnet in the backfield. Yeah. They're, they're going to be playing and with DTR. Quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Um, their schedule's so easy. Their schedule's so bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Uh, <laughs> I think they bite it. It's by far, bar none, the easiest schedule in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah. So I have them losing to Utah, Oregon State, and USC. And, and the rest, I think, are very winnable games. So I have them losing in the desert against Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Um... That's the only difference between our, our schedules. Okay. Which could okay. happen, but you hate Arizona, so... I, I don't hate Arizona. <laughs> I feel I slighted by Arizona after that quarterback that I thought was going to walk away with the Heisman. Khalil. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason why I over Arizona is, okay. is just for that fact. Who it was Khalil it? Tate. Khalil Tate. Yeah. I thought Khalil Tate was going to walk away with the Heisman and the I conference. Gave, yeah. And I thought they were going to win the conference and then they go out and they just bust all <laughs> over the place. And I've never trusted Arizona since. So until they prove me wrong, they will be a top or a bottom four team in the pack. Well, they're just going to finish as a bottom four. Yeah, team I was going to say that they don't have any time to redeem themselves. <laughs> yeah. This is the swan song of the Pac-12 conference. Yeah, so. Right, right. <laughs> they're just going to be spurn lovers. So you have them at six and three, uh, UCLA. I have UCLA. Yeah, nine and three overall, six and three in yeah. conference. All right, so uh, top six right now. You have Oregon at six, at nine and three, six and three overall. UCLA nine and three, six and three overall. Yep. Who is your fourth place team? Oregon State nine and three, six and three overall. Mm. Okay. So I have them losing to Oregon, Utah, and a shocker to Colorado. Hey, so Jake and I, for the first time since the, like, the first, the number 12 team, we are in agreement. I have yeah. Oregon State as number four as well. Um, hey -o. I think DJ Uyilangale is going to be really good. Uh, their receivers are just, they're, they're one of the worst receiving rooms in the Pac-12. But they got a fantastic O-line. They're going to run the ball really well. Um, I, I have them losing to Washington, Utah and Oregon. Oh no, I, no. Ooh, I have them. I, this is where I messed up. I have them losing to Utah, UW and Utah. So they're seven and two in conference. They're seven and two in conference. What do you have them at? Uh, six and three in conference, nine and three overall. What loss do you have that I don't? Colorado. Oh, that's right. The shocker. Yeah. Okay. Um, That leads us to number three. Who's your number three team? My number three team is Utah. Okay. Um, I, I think Utah's defense is still really, really good. And it's good enough to carry that team against 
a lot of teams that can't beat that defense. Yeah. Um, they're consistently good and they still have what's what's dude man's name at the quarterback? Caleb Williams. Uh, what? Caleb Williams. No, I'm talking Utah. Oh, Cam Rising. Cam Rising, yes, thank you. Um, I and I've always really liked Cam Rising. Cam Rising it, to me is like a better version of Jaden Delora. Yeah. Where he has the athleticism to run and throw and and kind of ball out and be a gamer without the highs and the lows. Um, he kind of owns USC. And uh, and I actually have them beating USC this year again. Um, I have them nine and three overall, seven and two in conference. I have them getting swept by Florida early in the season. Florida comes to Utah and beats them for the second year in a row. Uh, I have them losing to Oregon and UW. Okay, I have them. Um... I have them at 10 and two. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I have, they're my number two team. Um, and it's only based on uh, losses. Uh, um, they're, they're, well, oh, I'm sorry. I have them as my number three team as well because they're going to lose to USC, which will give them, lose them the tiebreaker. Right. right. Um, so I have them losing to USC and Oregon State. And you gave a, a really, really good um, analysis of what they're going to do. Um, they could lose to Oregon. They could be three. I haven't beating Oregon. That was a close game last year. Both quarterbacks were hurt. It was kind of an yeah. ugly game. Yeah, it was. Um, Utah's got the best defense this year. But I just think that – and they're and – they're, the receiving core isn't great, but it's all about their tight ends and their running backs. And they have, they're, they're really solid there. Um, Kim rising still kind of limping along too. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong on that. I wouldn't be surprised if they slipped down a little bit to, you know, uh, uh, six and three in conference with, and they could very well lose to um, Oregon. They could, I, I, changing i can't change my pick so i guess i have them at nine and three because i have them losing to washington because you know i can't <laughs> i'm not going backwards i'm not flip-flopping <laughs> so yeah uh, they're gonna be nine and three so not seven and two but nine and three because they'll lose to sc osu and washington um yeah they could very well lose four games but yeah. so could a lot of these top teams well that's that's exactly what we talked about before right any of these top you know six through three uh, those those four teams um, all have the ability to flip flop, and yeah. I don't think that, that they, I don't think that they're going to drop any lower than sixth place in the conference. Yeah, but I I, I could see them all flip flopping with each other. Um, I mean, realistically, one through six, yes, I, I have a chance at winning the conference this year. I think they're all good enough that they could win the conference with you know a weird game here or there where you yeah. know. USC drops a bad one because they don't play good on the road this year or whatever it's going to be. Or an um, injury like Cam Davis, yeah. the Cam Davis injury could become a big deal. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of just banking on the fact that we still have Michael Penix and that he's going to carry us to the promised land. But you know, without that slide protection of Cam Davis, who knows what it's going to be like. Michael yeah. Penix might have to rush for more yards this year. And, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, uh, we all know how we feel about him rushing. Yep. I'm so, good. Yeah. Um, so that leads us to our number two, which is the same for both of us. Um, I believe. Who do you have at number two? I have UW at two. Oh, you have UW at two. Okay, so we I, do not have the same. Yeah, I have UW sneaking in to the conference championship the last week of the year when um, Oregon State loses to Oregon. Okay. They flip-flop the week before. Washington goes from second in the conference to third when they lose to Oregon State, but then Oregon State beats or loses to Oregon in okay. the in the Civil War. Um, I have UW ten and two overall, seven and two in conference with losses to USC and Oregon State. I don't have them dropping those games against bad teams this year. I just think that the schedule is not conducive to winning a, a, a conference championship like it was last year. It's brutal. Um, yeah, it's not an easy schedule. At USC, you have Oregon. You're at Oregon. You're at Oregon State. Yeah. Um, it's just riddled Utah. Also, I mean, it's just all top end teams in this in the schedule this year. So to come out of it at seven and two, I think UW is going to be very fortunate. Can you repeat your losses? USC, OSU. Got it. Okay, yeah. Well, we just flip flop a little bit on that. I have USC at two. Um, they're going to be seven and two. I have them losing to Washington and Oregon. Um, which <laughs> I think would be pretty funny as they did really didn't want those teams in the, especially Oregon uh, in the, in Big the Big Ten, Ten <laughs> in, in the final year of the Pac-12 where they're already pissed off. Both of those two Northwest teams beat them. Um, I think they finally get their revenge on Utah, uh, which will put them back into the conference uh, championship game against Washington, who if, oh boy, uh, I said they'd go 12 and 0. Uh, like I, I don't know if those on the recording before or not, but I lost sleep over that pick and I don't feel good about it. Yeah. Um, but I, it's recorded, it's out there in the ether, so I got to stick with it. If I were to have to choose a loss, I think if they lose a game, it'll probably be Utah after the win against USC. But man, uh, what a conference championship to close out the Pac 12 conference to the most decorated programs in the hundred and hundred plus years washington and U usc in vegas uh what a way to end huh yeah yeah i actually have usc uh winning the winning the uh conference at 11 and one with the loss to utah yeah um but yeah i mean you're absolutely right i to to, to end the conference that way would be kind of sweet justice and yeah and uh, to beat USC in the conference championship would be even better. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I feel better about it at a neutral site-ish. I mean, it'll be in Las Vegas. Um, and I, I think that UW has a chance to beat them at a neutral site. I, I just don't see UW beating them on the road in the Rose Bowl. It's just not it's on the cards for me this year. Yeah, sorry, Coliseum, you're right. Um, just not in the cards for me this year. Yeah. And I mean, very well could be, uh, I think that Caleb Williams is super special. Um, 
I just go back to what I said last week is this. I really trust this coaching staff. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. It's really hard to get through a season 12 and 0. And with this con, you know, if, if you had this team in the sec, they'd have an easier time doing it. Cause they'd have only about two or three games. They'd have to worry about where half <laughs> this, half this pro half this schedule is littered with teams with numbers next to them. Yeah. So, and they all come kind of late. Right. So yeah, you definitely have a stretch. You have a stretch of of four games that is that's the gauntlet. Brutal, right? You get you get through those four games with one loss in those four games. You're feeling real good about your season. Yeah, I think I I, I, I is I think it's if you get out of that with one loss, you're you're still in the conversation for a playoff a, birth. a playoff berth. Yeah, I agree. So depending on depending on what everybody else in the Pac-12 has done. Yeah. And it's probably going to be similar where there's there's going to be a lot of teams. There's probably going to be it's going to be a situation where it could be the U.S. Utah game. Both of those teams are like, okay, if we win this, we're going to be sitting really pretty for conference championship playoff. Who knows? Yeah. Um, USC also could be in that if we win this we're going to have a really good shot of finishing with X, right? So we'll see. I can't wait for this season. Um, we're going to be hitting it with two episodes a week review coming out on Sunday. And then the preview coming Friday for your morning drive, getting you ready for that game. So we'll be back next week to talk an actual game with Boise state. Jake, you got any closing thoughts? Uh, just looking forward to it, man. I, I can't wait to talk about Boise State and talk about how the Huskies are going to go one and oh. And yeah, and uh, I think it's real Dick Baird of you. Yeah, I know. I, who do you think I learned from the best? <laughs> um, I think we're in for a good season, man. I, 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 I'm excited. I think that I'm the most excited I've been about this program since we've gone to the national Ch- or to the um playoffs so yeah oh yeah I, I, th- I think that's saying good good things about this program right now and i think you i think you nailed it on the head i think you trust kalen DeBoer even after just one season and yeah. so uh, coaches that come in and have success in their first season typically do better in their second season so hopefully that trend continues and and we and we go to the playoffs this year just the confidence listening to the returning players talk about why they came back what they're doing the you know the scheme is even more developed uh these guys are walking around with the confidence that i never even saw from you know those really good teams from the 17s and 18s yeah totally can't wait dude all right we'll be back next week go dogs go dogs